Hey everybody, Sean from Promo Marketing. Just wanted to let you know that due to popular demand, we've added a spring event to our Back to Business Virtual Power Meeting series designed specifically to help distributors and suppliers connect one-on-one and generate business. The event is set to run over the weeks of April 26th and May 3rd, and as usual, we'll be giving away thousands of dollars in cash prizes for distributor attendees. Spots are limited, and they're sure to fill up fast, so go visit backtobusinessspring.pmpowermeetings.com for more information and to register. One-on-one meetings with real supplier reps, top new and trending products and selling ideas. Did I mention cash prizes? Seriously, what are you waiting for? Go register. That's backtobusinessspring.pmpowermeetings.com. Are you looking for expert analysis and the latest news in the promotional products industry? You must be because you're listening to the Promo Marketing Podcast. So I, I can't remember if this is something that we talked about off air before. I'm pretty sure it is. But um, my obsession with Pluto TV during uh, the pandemic. Yeah. Um, they have, it's just the TV streaming service, but they have these channels where it's basically just like old shows nonstop. So like 24 hours of American Gladiators at all times or like uh, game shows or whatever. So I, I've been watching lately a ton of Price is Right for some reason. Um, what do you mean for some reason? It's because it rules. <laughs> well, it's because it's it's the greatest game show of all time. Yeah. Uh, it's one of my all-time favorites. I remember watching it as a kid all the time uh, at my grandparents' house. And so anyway, I'm telling you this because when I was standing in line at my uh, vaccine appointment last week, uh, this older gentleman walks in wearing this beautiful full-color digital print Price is Right t-shirt. And the attendant there asks him, they're like, oh, did you, did you get that at the show? And the guy's face lights up and I'm like, oh man, here we go. I'm going to hear this like incredible <laughs> Price is Right story. And I'm, I'm super excited about it because the show rules. And so I'm all perked up. And then he kind of like, his face just drops completely. He's like, no, I actually just really like the shirt. <laughs> and that was it. And I was like, oh man, that, that could, that would have made my whole day. I mean, it was yeah. pretty good anyway. Cause I got a vaccine, but yeah. yeah so that, <laughs> anyway, he had a cool shirt on. So that's about it. I, that's what, one thing I remember watching like before, obviously I paid attention to t-shirt decoration, watching as a kid, as you did. I was thinking like, man, a lot of these people, like, where are they getting these custom t-shirts? Like, it's great back in the day, man, because the block that I was watching on Pluto TV, it was all older episodes, like early, early 90s. So everybody's custom making everything. It's just like marker on T-shirt and like some just yep. wild stuff, man. It was a crazy time. So you're, I'm assuming 90s. you're you're watching the Bob Barker, Bob Barker days then, I'm assuming, right? Oh, only the Bob Barker days. Okay. That's no, <laughs> not to disparage Drew Carey. He's doing a fantastic job, but you know. But with the, the problem is with, with Drew Carey on there, everything's made up and the, the dollars don't matter. So <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, welcome to the Promo Marketing Podcast. We are not a podcast about The Price is Right, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, but, but we are a podcast covering the promotional products industry, which is almost as great as The Price is Right. Uh, I'm Sean Norris, Editor-in-Chief of Promo Marketing, joined as always by Brendan Menapace, Senior Digital Editor. Uh, our guests today are Brandy Allen and Ashley Rollins. They're the founders of Silver Swagbox. You may remember them from our news coverage on the PM site, but if not, Silver Swagbox is a subscription service that allows people to send themed boxes to elderly loved ones who have been isolated during the pandemic. 
this was an idea we really loved. So we were pretty thrilled that uh, they took the time to, to tell us more about it. And uh, they, they gave us some insight as to you know, what it was like putting together these boxes without any prior experience with this kind of thing, because neither of them come from an industry background or anything even related to this. Uh, and they also told us about some of the items they include in the boxes, how they select them, a whole bunch of other stuff. This was a really cool feel-good story, but I think there's also some good takeaways in there for anyone who's doing any kidding or subscription box programs right now. Uh, so stick around for that. Uh, before we get there, uh, the big news story last week, uh, as of the time that we're recording this, was the four imprint news, uh, which was that they released their full year financials for 2020. And uh, their final results, they were down uh, 35% in revenue. Uh, with profits down significantly more than that, which is more than what the industry overall was down. I believe it's around 20% is uh, the figure that we're seeing for industry overall sales. So the real interesting thing was kind of the contrast and how hard they were hit during the pandemic versus some of the other top distributors. Uh, Brandon, I don't know if you want to go into that a little bit and give us some of the details on the story. Yeah, you know, you kind of covered it. The uh, the real eye opener for me was the, the pre-tax profit drop. That was ninety six percent. And I, when I did the math when I was reporting the story, I thought, you know, I'm I was never a terrific math student, so I thought there's there's no way I got that right. But yeah, ninety six drop in annual pre-tax profit. Uh, yeah, it was down down, down to. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Down no, to three point eight million for the, yeah. the fifty three week that they yeah compared for. to that same two week period was, or the same period last year was 54 million. So it really was a substantial drop. Right. Um, so, so we were kind of kicking around the numbers in relation to, we don't have our top distributors figures in yet. That will come a little bit later in the year. Uh, we reskit reconfigured our editorial calendar a bit. Um, so last year on our 2020 list, they listed 2019 promo sales were 839.3 million. So they are, if they're down 35% from that, um, what, did, did we get the, the full dollar can, figure in here? I can I do can't. that quick math. What was the number okay, you five, said? Five, 560 million is okay. where they finished. So they were down about 300 million um, year over year. Now, based on what we were kicking around, that would have put them below Halo branded solutions um, for the top spot on our list and really close to some of those other distributors who are in the, you know, always in the three, four, five range. So you've got uh, Proforma, BDA, uh, Taylor communications is close, but they're, they were at 243 million in, in 2019 figures. So th- maybe not those guys, but I think what we're going to see is a pretty big shakeup in the top five this year. Uh, once we get our, start getting our numbers in, cause I know Halo and Proforma, have talked about the the successes they've had and, and how their their numbers were up pretty significantly during the pandemic. So with four imprints in the books already, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see where everything kind of shakes out, you know? Yeah. And, you know, one thing we talked about off air, not to completely paint the four imprint situation as totally doom and gloom, this year might be a bit of an anomaly for them as it is for, you know, countless other companies. They are starting to show little signs of incremental uh, recovery there. Uh, your order intake is at 70% of what it was in 2019. Uh, and previous months of for August and November was at 50 and 60 respectively. So they're making 
they're making progress and they kind of, they're, uh, in the story we did, their um, foreign print chair, Paul Moody, said that they're kind of banking on vaccination rollouts as what's going to spur them to more normalcy as events come back because that's kind of the cornerstone of their business. Yeah, I think that's a really good takeaway from this is if you look at this, if you're looking for a silver lining here, I mean, obviously they were really hit hard by the pandemic, but those order intake numbers kind of creeping back by, you know, up 10% each time. So they're not back to full. They're still at 70% of, of what it was in, you know, the same period, 2019. But the fact that they were at 50%, now they're up to 70%, it shows that there's kind of this incremental recovery happening. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, they, for imprint was, is heavily in the events business. Uh, providing events for for trade or sorry, providing promotional products for trade shows and events, and we all know what happened there. So, you know, as we see things start to come back, I think they'll start to normalize. It'll be really interesting to see whether they can regain that top spot and how long it takes them to do so. I mean, they've got the the apparatus to do it. They've got the the know how to do it. And I mean, they've been at the top of our top distributors list for I can't even I don't even know how many years running. So they know what they're doing. And it'll be really interesting to see how that progresses and how things play out. I think it's going to take some time, but it wouldn't shock me if they're back up there at some point. Yeah, they'll definitely be in the mix. But, you know, there are other companies like we discussed, other distributorships that are, you know, kind of uh, picking up where they're leaving off. And this could, you know, be they could be in second place next year or third place next year. And right. I'm, it, it might not just be an immediate back to the top for them. Yeah. Cause you know, some of these top distributors have captured some of that business by now. Um, you see overture promotions, uh, their 2020 revenue was 127 million. That was a 35% increase over their, uh, the previous year. So, you know, foreign print down 35% overture up 35% and they're, they're not close yet as in terms of total promotional product sales, but you, you know, they're not the only one, like I said, halo performa, uh, Bamco, as we've been covering, they've been doing really well. And there's some other top distributors who who have excelled during the pandemic. So something worth watching as we move ahead here into, into 2021. Uh, we'll, we see how the, the events industry shakes out. Uh, quick positive note there that I saw, was reading this morning, actually. Um, Houston, apparently, they made a big push into what they're calling their, uh, was it the Houston Clean program? which was this uh, citywide rollout um, of, you know, this partnership between like restaurants, hotels, um, all kinds of businesses where they made this big marketing push for, you know, the safety precautions that they're taking and, um, you know, health, health precautions, how they are you know, making the city safe for travel and tourism. And apparently they are, um, they're forecasting a record breaking six month stretch of uh, events in the second half of 2021. Wow. So they have, this is according to Forbes, they have 32 events planned for mid to late 2021 and 31 of them have an attendance of more than a thousand people. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to get emails about concerts coming back. So, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I think there's, you know, it's, we've all been through a ton at this point. Uh, but, you know, as we wrote in our editor's note for our, uh, March issue of our magazine, you know, there's, there's finally, finally seems like there's some, some daylight, some, something tangible that we can really kind of hang our hats on that there's a recovery coming. So mm -hmm. we'll see how that comes with a huge knock on wood. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but uh, at, at least Houston seems to be doing things right. And we'll see if there's any other cities that follow. Yeah.
Well, speaking of optimism, I think that's a good feeder into our interview today. Definitely. Great segue, by the way. Uh, <laughs> you know, we've been doing this for long enough. We're, we're, it's just, it comes True naturally. Professional. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let, let's get to that. Here is our interview with Brandy and Ashley of Silver Swagbox. Brandy, Ashley, thank you so much for joining us on the show. It's a real pleasure to have you on. Um, the, this story was something that as soon as Brendan and I saw, we were like, we got to do a podcast episode on this because we just thought it was such a cool thing. Uh, there's been so much, we'll say not great news out there lately. And there have been so many stories that we've covered that have you know, had some, some negative repercussions and impacts. Uh, so this was just something that we, we really love right out of the gate. Uh, so it's awesome to have you here with us. Um, do you want to go ahead and just introduce yourselves to our listeners and, and tell us a little bit about what Silver Swagbox is? Do you want to go ahead? Sure, I'll go ahead. <laughs> so I'm, um, I'm Ashley Rollins, and my sister um, is Brandy Allen, and together uh, we founded Silver Swagbox. Um, so thank you so much for having us. We uh, really appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to get to chat with you for a few minutes today. Um, so we created Silver Swagbox as a way to stay connected with our older loved ones who, who don't live nearby. So before the pandemic, you know, we could travel to visit from time to time, but staying connected really was still difficult. Um, when the pandemic hit, you know, it really made us realize we could no longer visit, first of all, but we knew that our family members would potentially be faced with being isolated and we knew we had to come up with something to to make sure that they knew that that they stayed on our minds even though we couldn't visit um, so you know personally we we look forward to getting our own subscription boxes and knew that our aunts would like them as well but we just couldn't find anything on the market that you know that really fit what we were looking for so we thought well why not just create something <laughs> right <laughs> Brandy, did you have, have anything else to add? I, I know I kind of. No, um, we, we were challenged with coming up with new ideas for, for care packages. And at the time, both of my daughters were receiving different subscription boxes. And Ashley and I were like, wouldn't it be great if there was something like this that we could send? Um, because, I mean, we dub it Happy Mail. It's something that we look forward to, that we enjoy opening, and it's exciting and fun, and there's always a surprise. So we wanted to share that same experience with, with the older loved ones in our life, and we knew that other families probably faced the same challenges that we were facing. And everybody likes getting something in the mail with their name on it and that anticipation of waiting for something. Um, what has the response been like so far to this? It's been really, really positive. Um, you know, we, uh, because like I said, a lot of people were in the same boat that we're in, in terms of not just staying connected, but I know, you know, even pre-pandemic from older loved ones, you know, you're always trying to think of something unique to give them, something that they don't have, something that they might not necessarily buy for themselves. And it's really, sometimes they're really hard to shop for, but you know that you want to give them a gift. Um, so we, we hope that we are taking some of that stress off of working families, younger families as well to, to provide some unique, uh, gift ideas. 
Yeah. And, you know, as, um, as our business has been growing, we're getting more and more reviews, comments, feedback. And, um, you know, we've heard from some people about how sending our boxes to their loved ones has helped them to, you know, to feel less alone, to, to stay connected. Um, we had one customer who sent a box to um, her mother who has dementia. And she said that her mother actually called her to thank her. And it was the first time she had like, truly her joy and in her mother's voice in a long time. And I I think I speak for Brandy and myself when I say that, you know, we feel truly blessed that we're in a position that we're able to, to help people have such a positive impact. Um, It's just a feel good business, you know? So in the, uh, in the promotional products industry, boxes like this have been huge during the pandemic as everyone's getting everything delivered to their homes. This is the first one we've seen is specifically geared towards seniors, but uh, your backgrounds aren't really in this kind of thing, really, right? No, you're right. Um, Our backgrounds are absolutely not in the subscription box industry. Um, We both, we actually have careers in corporate America. We work um, in product design, development, marketing. Um, But, you know, we had a vision and we're pretty smart, hardworking girls. So we just decided to, we're just going to dive in, you know, figure it out step by step. Um, There's definitely been a learning curve. It's, you know, it's something new to us, but uh, but we're figuring it out um, one bit at, at a time. Um, I think with any new adventure, any new venture, there are going to be hurdles. Um, and we've, you know, we've account, encountered a few, but um, if something means a lot to you, um, you find a way to, you find a way to make it work, right? Totally. So one of the standout features of each of these boxes is, is the theme. Uh, and I, I saw that there was one that was bird watching themed and it came with a journal and binoculars and a guidebook, things like that. How do you come up with the theme for each of these boxes and how many of them have you done so far? Um, well, our themes come from, from a lot of different sources. Um, sometimes we're inspired by seasons or from the holidays or trends. Um, you were talking about the bird watching box. That was actually inspired by um, actually sitting with my father-in-law one day. He's 89 and he was just sitting there and he was talking about the different birds out, out his window and he spent a lot of time bird watching and then I noticed um, something came up in my feed one day about how dirty during the pandemic, bird watching has actually gained in popularity because it's something very safe that people can do at home. And so we thought, well, let's build a box around around that um, that hobby. But we we get ideas from a lot of different sources. Often it will be inspired by um, perhaps an activity that we want to include, or if we find a terrific product that we like that we want to build a theme around. I could have used one of those bird watching boxes a, a few months ago in like May, spring of last year. That's yeah. basically all I did was just sit on my back porch while it burned. I remember you talking about that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this spring getting back out there, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so of the boxes we saw on the website that you have available, there's a pretty impressive mix of items you got. The printed cards with the person's name on it, socks, games, little personal care items, snacks. Can you talk a little bit about some of the items you featured and how you go about selecting them for each box? Sure. So, you know, all of the items are, are going to be theme centric or at the very least go along with the colors that we've chosen for the box. But we also make sure that each box includes items from a variety of categories. So in every box, you should find an activity or something to inspire creativity, um, something personal like um, 
we had like a hand salve in a, in a box recently, um, there will be something useful. Uh, and then of course, our, everyone's favorite is snacks. Every box will have snacks. So Nodding in agreement. Really <laughs> <laughs> so how do you source the items? Do they come from multiple sources and you put them all together or is it one vendor that you work with? We, um, we source, we, we pull products from a variety of sources. Um, we go to the Atlanta market uh, a couple of times a year to check with different vendors, kind of see what the different trends are and, and what's out there. Um, but we also try to prioritize made in the U.S. when possible and local makers when, when we can as well. Um, our March box was had a game on theme and we featured from there a um a handmade tic-tac-toe game that came from a crafter in Canton, Georgia. So where we can, we try to utilize small businesses and made in the U.S. Um, it's not exclusively what we include, but we do try to pull from a lot of different sources. And also probably a driving force in any product that we choose. We want this to be something special. We don't want it to be something that you can just go to a local store, you know, Walmart, TJ Maxx or whatever, and buy for yourself. Nothing wrong with those stores. We shop there. There are plenty ourselves, but we want it to be a bit of a more unique experience, um, maybe highlighting some brands that um, aren't, as, aren't as well known, um, you know, ensuring for quality and safety as well, of course. That's something we're seeing in our industry too. There's There's been kind of a shift toward more of that you know, craft or small batch type approach, which I, I think is something people really like to see, especially you know locally made or, or locally sourced things like that. So that's definitely in line with the trends that we're seeing. And I think with, with the things that people are really like to receive. Um, but one of the other highlights of the boxes is that they include a personalized letter. You know, What do you think that adds for the recipient? Why was it so important to have that personalization aspect? Well, you know, I think that um, having the note, first of all, it's practical, right? It lets you know who the box is from and it can provide that personalized message. But it also adds a, a special touch whenever you know that someone took the time to to write that letter. You're, you're important. You're more than just a number. You're more than just one more box that is being sent out. Um, and for us, you know, getting to take time to write those notes out, um, it, it really connects us, I think, in a way to our customers um, and understand what they're going through. You know, we've had boxes given to people as they're going through chemotherapy or um, people who are, you know, we hope we get to see you next summer. And um, it's just, it's, for us, it's nice to be a part of that. And I, I think that our customers really like having that personal touch as well. That's really cool. My handwriting is virtually illegible at this point. So <laughs> I'd be typing those, but more power to you for writing those out by hand. <laughs> So we don't want you to give away too many company secrets here, but can you tell us a little bit about any themes or ideas you have planned for future boxes here coming up? Wait, you take that one? <laughs> cool. <laughs> we have so much fun stuff planned. Like, I'll be honest, designing our boxes is my favorite thing. Like we get so excited over the products that we pick out and whenever we come up with a theme. Um, so without giving away too much, I'll say, you know, our May box is going to be perfect for Mother's Day. I don't wanna tell you guys the theme just yet cause um, we'll do a big reveal early April on that. But um, I can let you know, we have a couple of things coming up this summer, maybe something nautical based, maybe something with a baseball theme or a camping theme. So more to come on those, but um, we've got some fun stuff coming. 
And, you know, like just uh, as, you know, vaccination efforts kind of continue, do you see there have been so many businesses that have had to pivot towards this mail order system like yourselves, like kind of created out of that necessity. Do you think you'll change the way you guys kind of uh, include items in the box as people are able to visit a, a bit more often? No, um, you know, even prior to the pandemic, the subscription box industry was really taking off and becoming very popular. Um, I think that the timing of Silver Swagbox with the pandemic was certainly ideal, but I think that this is going to have longevity beyond the pandemic, just in terms of one, um, families live so far apart from each other these days. I mean, there, yes, there are a lot of families where multi-generations live in the same town and um, can easily see each other. But a lot of times people do live across the country or, or several states apart. So this, this helps with that. Um, likewise, you know, like you were saying earlier, everybody likes to get happy mail, you know, receive something fun that, that they can enjoy and open. And also it, it, kind of helps with some of the just a, a unique gift idea um, that kind of takes the burden off of shopping for something and putting it together yourself. Um, we can do that for you and, and help out. So I think that, um, you know, I, I predict that this will continue to grow and continue to be popular even after the pandemic. Yeah, I, I would, would be shocked if it didn't, especially with, like you said, subscription boxes were huge before the pandemic and they've only picked up since. So I think this is this something with legs for sure. Uh, I did want to ask before we let you guys go, do you have a particular favorite item, each of you that you've you've included so far, whether it was one of the, the snacks or you know, one of the games? I, I thought the handmade game was, was such a cool thing, but what, what about you? Tic-tac-toe board was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. As soon as we saw that, we knew we had to incorporate it. Um, for me, it's so tough to pick a favorite. I think my favorite snack so far, of course, anyone who follows us on, on Facebook knows that I love popcorn and I try to sneak popcorn in our boxes whenever I can. But for, for the, uh, the February box, we included um, some locally made Cupid corn. So it was like a kettle corn in um, reds and pinks. And it was just delicious. We oh, got I like that. Back on that. Um, and then, you know, in our January box, we had this microwavable heating pad. It was kind of a lavender scent. Um, I use that thing all the time. It's a little, a little crazy. <laughs> but it's been great. What about you, Brandy? Um, my kids will make fun of me for this one. But back in December, we featured gnomes. We had no idea. <laughs> we had literally, we picked the these items out back in August. We had no idea that gnomes would be as popular as they are, but we, our theme was known for the holidays and we had this matching bowl and mug set. And I still use that coffee. I mean, it's, it's March. I still use that coffee cup almost every day um, because it's my favorite. It, it's cute. It makes me happy. It's, it's a Christmas mug, but um <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually it's, got it's been my favorite. I got socks, dress socks with little gnomes on them like four or five years ago at a, a trade show and they have remained in my rotation anytime I need dress socks. <laughs> I don't know why, I just really like them. I'm not I've never had a, a predilection toward gnomes before that, but they became my favorite Me socks. Neither. So. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we all have just an, an innate uh, love of gnomes that we were just waiting to be unlocked. Who knows? <laughs> I guess so. Who knew? Who knew, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you again so much for, for taking the time out of your schedules to be here with us. Uh, is there anything you want to add before we let you go? 
Um, we just really appreciate the opportunity to share more about Silver Swag Box. Um, you know, we, we just, family has always been super important to us growing up. Um, my mother was the oldest grandchild of the oldest child of 10 kids. So massive family, lots of cousins. So we always grew up with that value of, of being close to family and you know, that's just something that, that we'd like to share that, you know, there's, there's a lot more that um, unites us and that we have in common than divides us. And we just hope to encourage those relationships within families and throughout generations. That's fantastic. And if anybody wants to check out Silver Swagbox, how can they do that? Um, so our website is easy. It's silverswagbox.com. Um, we're also on Facebook and Instagram, um, Silver Swagbox. We're the, the only one out there, so we should be <laughs> Very cool. Well, again, we really appreciate it. This is great stuff, and uh, hopefully a bunch of people listen to this and, and like it as much as we did. So we, we appreciate it, guys. Oh, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Uh, that's about it for this episode. If you guys like what you heard, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Be sure to subscribe on promomarketing.com, Google Play, Apple Play, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have any tips or comments, you can send them our way on Twitter at promo underscore marketing. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time, for Brendan Menapace, I'm Sean Norris, and this is the Promo Marketing Podcast. <laughs>